Hey guys, welcome to the Jank Think Tank where we discuss magic, whether it be cards, combos, or deck techs. Mm. Today we have a really cool episode, but there is a little bit of a note that we have to discuss before we jump into it. Yep. So Josh, if you would like to take over for that one. Yeah, absolutely. So we know that there are a myriad of different channels regarding Magic the Gathering. Um, however, prior to the recording of this episode, um, we mentioned one of those channels that our, our special guest that we'll get to later on uh, was on. In the coming days after we recorded that episode, there was some very disturbing news uh, regarding the the particular content creator of that channel. Um, and since then, opinions have obviously changed. Um, and long story short, the opinions that are expressed on this particular episode do not necessarily reflect how we feel now. Right. Um, and so we just want to make sure that you guys keep that in mind so there's no confusion uh, going into the episode. Um, I don't want to get into a whole lot of details as far as what happened because um, it, it's all over Twitter, to be it's, honest. You'll, you'll you can see go that. find it. You can, easily, <laughs> you can easily go find it if you wish to do so. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of... It, kind of upsetting on our end because it was like mm -hmm. what three days we recorded this it was like yeah, two or three days and so it was it was strange and it was kind of upsetting but all, our opinions on the matter uh are not reflected in the in the video that we recorded Correct. Uh, but like i said if you if you want to know what it is go look it up we have a very exciting and a very cool guest with us today on the channel on the show so Stick around, find out who they are, and we hope to see you later. Here we go. Boom. Wasabi, everybody. So welcome, welcome today. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, today we have a very, very special episode of the Jank Thing Tank where we discuss all the magic stuff uh, in no particular order, to be honest. <laughs> but as always, I have my co-host, Josh. What is up? Oh, yeah, you're, you're that way. Yeah, you're that, that way. I wanted to look to my right, but to my left. We can't. <laughs> Here we are. But as I was saying, we have a very, very special episode today. We actually have a star. I know. I'm super excited to have her on. Uh, if everybody would give a big round of applause to Rachel Weeks. What's up? Hi, guys. Thanks for Aloha. having me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you for joining we, us. We are humbled to be in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> be in your digital presence. Yes. <laughs> gotta keep... Welcome to my living room. Hope you're not allergic to cats. Oh, no, no. Oh, I mean, I, I, I got my Batman <laughs> Snuggie in the background. I so my we're good. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who I don't know what rock you're living under, don't know who Rachel is. She is a podcast host for the Commander Sphere. So go check that out. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually listening to your proxy episode before oh, jumping on here about halfway through, but loved it because proxies is my thing. But Josh, you know, Josh is the proxy guy. Love it. 
He's I, constantly sending me photos. He's like, what do you think about this? It's a card. What about this one? What about this one? And I'm like, those are all cool, man. I mean, did I make a proxy of Vampire Slayer from Crimson Vow? Yes. Does it have Buffy? Absolutely. So, you know. See? I got my, so fun. I got my Pat Sajak version of Wheel of Fortune, but we're not here to talk Hilarious. about proxies. Um, but you also have a pretty cool position within the Commander world. Yeah. As a member of the as a member of the commander advisory group. Mm -hmm. So what what does that all entail? Just um, jumping right into it before we yeah. get into deck building. Totally. My my primary job as a member of the CAG is to be a bridge between the commander community and the rules committee. So um I take my experience in Commander from wherever I play it, either with my friends or online or with streamers or at my game store, um, and I communicate it to the Rules Committee. I make no formal decisions, but they were there to advise. So okay, I, I yeah, I provide insight to the community at large because you know yeah. the Rules Committee is only a couple of people. It's hard for them to have the full perspective of the commander community. So they try and reach them through us. Okay. So who do I need to point the finger at for getting Lutri blamed now? Now that I've got, <laughs> that I've got you here. Lutri, Lutri is his own problem. Lutri should never have been printed that cute and that broken. I know. He's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I Look, I'm a proponent of banning Lutri as a commander and releasing him into, into the commander. But um, as a companion, excuse me, not as a commander. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Um, but yeah, it definitely. I was counting the other day how many decks I had that could run Lutri as a mm. as a companion, and it's like seven. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's banned for a reason. I mean, yeah. he, he'd be yeah. great in a cycling deck. He'd be what? he'd be really fun to play in the ninety nine. I don't think it's because he's too broken. He's just free. I, I yeah. love him. I love him in ye old Thunderbutt deck. Is what I call Calamax. Calamax, yeah. Oh, I know. I I totally knew who you meant. <laughs> good, good. I was going to say again. Do you play Commander? If you I don't mean, know look, you got, look. Not I said it the other day, and someone was like, "Who?" It was a Thunderbutt Calamax, and he's like, "I'm a I, member of the Commander Advisory Group. I know all all the slang terms. We have we have, we have Thunderbutt and his brother Thundermaw, yeah. which is which is uh, any number of cards. Uh, um, the oh my god, I'm the mono green storm T Rex. No, oh, blank. uh, Thought yeah, Thro Throsta, Throsta, yeah. I was just yeah. thinking Thundermaw Hellkite, which is like, oh no, I've, I've started calling, I've started calling Throsta Thundermaw just because he's you know, no, let, let's Throsta's be honest, sweet. the the best nicknames we got Steve and we got Skittles, yeah, hey. Don't forget classics. Tim. Don't forget Tim. Tim, Tim, Gary. We got all sorts of all just sorts regular of Gary. Dance. I love Gary. Oh, Gary saved my bacon in a popper tournament last week. <sighs> Legal and popper, Gary. Oh, yeah. Busted. Oh, it was mono black control with <laughs> gross with love Gary it. and Gurmag Angler. I mean, it's, <laughs> that sounds like mono black aggro. Oh, oh, and then throw it it's into Mono Popper Black, Commander. It's Mono Black Aggro disguised as control. Mm. That's what it is. Well, and then I if see. you're playing Mono Black Popper Commander, it's even more broken. So, yeah. I mean, he's but, good in regular Commander. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just you you can't go wrong with Gary. 
So <laughs> the table fears Gary when Gary comes out. So Yeah, because when Gary arrives, he never like it's never just once. He's gonna right. get sacked and reanimated, he's gonna be blanked, he's gonna be there's these problem. Awesome. You know, G- Gary and, and Sir Conrad, they they have a good working relationship. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I have a my mono black deck has sort of a devotion sub theme because it's Ayara right now. It's going to mm. be something else, but um, and it's ridiculous what you can do with just a single like Gary and Ayara drains the table for five. Mm-hmm. I believe I believe we've discussed my my mono black my mono black deck on this channel before. Uh, Kirik. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You got You got That's classic mono mono black Devo. Yeah, you know, I just I I put Gary Bola in Citadel my, for the uh, win. <laughs> Always. Oh, I so Bola Citadel with my Relentless Rats is fun. Yes, that's fun. I I'm that I'm that kind of player. <laughs> Look, our Patreon, our Discord is full of Relentless Rats players. We have like five or six Relentless Rats decks that is like regularly in pods. It's pretty I, fun. I have one rat deck, which I may end up making another rat deck. Uh, I have basic rats and one I'm going to make as advanced rats, where they're all going to be crewing vehicles. Nice. Uh, rats driving cars. Yes. Nice. Uh, but the first one is Aetherios as the commander, right? So, sure, of course, yeah. with pack rats. And it has um, Altar of Dementia in it, so I can just mm-hmm. keep second. And actually, DJ from Jumbo Commander helped me put it together. So DJ's a great deck builder. DJ's, I love DJ. <laughs> but I didn't realize he was like six foot six. He's freaking massive. <laughs> but yeah, he's a he's a big softie. So when you meet him, you're like, oh, <laughs> he's the best. So let let's jump into to deck building um, since that's why you're here. Yeah. Um, because you built so many fantastic decks from your Orvar deck. Uh, the theme of the wallpaper, we got Feldegraph, which I think <laughs> is one of your iconic decks. Um, yeah, thank you. Your, your Boros deck with, with the Chroma and Rogar. Roga. Roga. His I dad's sw- Rogar. Oh, I swear, <laughs> I think Wizards comes up with some of these names of like, let's take a Scrabble board and throw it up in the air and what letters land face up. That's what we're going All right, so here's it's- your hand. Kobolds, this is the keyboard. Kobolds <laughs> have very guttural sounds. That's right. uh, they're all a little bit yeah. cough but, sounding. So when when you're going in to building a deck, you've got that itch to deck mm, build yeah. because we all we all have it. And if those of you watching or listening, if you don't have it, do you really play commander? Um, oh yeah. I mean that's what what's kind of your starting point? Is it a mm. card you see as a commander? Is it a particular mechanic i mean how how do you start down that dark path that we all love uh it's interesting i mean i i i think it depends there's definitely a number of decks that i've started commander first um i think the decks that people like feldegriff is one of my oldest decks and it was originally based on a list from uh commander's quarters who did a, mm-hmm. a feldegriff group pug deck for a hundred bucks And I bought basically that deck. And then over the course of seven years, it became the monstrosity it is today, which is more of a band control combo deck. (laughs) 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 Uh, And it's, it's super fun. So decks like that I've really grown into like Sidisi. I have a Sidisi brew tyrant deck and I have a Rakdos Lord of Riots deck. And those two are like, 
those two and Feldegriff are the three that have really gone the distance for me. Um, but lately I've, I've been building decks that are based around just cards that have been sitting in my binder too long. And I just think are, are too cool to not, not have in the 99 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my latest weird pile is a Lord of Tressorhorn deck. Um, Lord Tressorhorn is an old legends commander that is so just like Feldegriff. Uh, he's Grixis. Okay. And he's a four mana 10 4. Uh, that, that regenerates <laughs> for black. And when he enters the battlefield, you pay two life and sacrifice two creatures and target opponent draws two cards. <laughs> so he's a bit of a mess, but I, I picked him to helm a deck that I was, I really wanted to play Thief of Sanity. I really wanted to play Obeka. I really wanted to play, play Tidal Barracuda. Mm. Um, I just had, I just had all these cards that were in my binder. Like I really liked Fevered Suspicion and I wanted that in a deck. So I I really built that one 99 up. Um, yeah, there he is. My big dumb boy. <laughs> the big dumb um, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, it really, it, people look at the list and they're like, I don't know what you do with this deck. And it's like, I don't know. You play Grixis and <laughs> maybe, maybe, you have a t- maybe you have a 10-4 at some point. Um, I, I think the cool thing about cards like these is the fact that you can really take it in any mm-hmm. direction you want. You know, mm-hmm. if you're running something like Zada, Hedron mm-hmm. Grinder, that, that's pretty one-sided. You're running aggro, you're running, mm-hmm. you know, you know, spell slinging, you know, things like that. You know, same with um, Atraxa. Uh, you're either running yeah. Infects or you're running Super Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, or plus one counters, but or, yeah. Yeah. It's so, something's some counting. Yeah. Um, Dan and I actually did an episode about this where we talk about, we categorize commanders, like legendary creatures into three categories. Mm-hmm. Um, we called it leaders, which is commanders that tell you what they want. Um, so these, these are cart like, um, Every new the, like this is, this out. is your, yeah, this is your Zada. <laughs> this is your, your, your like, uh, Yarix, even stuff that says like Grease Fang, Okiba Boss. Where you Grease Fang, you're like, I get vehicles, put vehicles in the graveyard, big vehicles. Like, you just yeah. know what a Grease Fang deck is going to do. And that's a lot. I think that's most of the legends are leaders, especially mm-hmm. the ones that are printed these days. Then there's followers. And these are um, commanders that can, you can sort of take in any direction. Uh, a lot of these are like the, um, the old partners, like the two color partners, or oh, the, like Paco and Haldan. Uh, no, the, not the partner with ones like like oh, okay. um, Thrasios and Timnas uh, and stuff. Yeah, like commanders that don't necessarily tell you what the deck's gonna do, but right. they're good at it. Like Moldrotha, you know, Moldrotha is a great enabler. You know, they're gonna be playing stuff out of the graveyard. You have no idea how you're gonna die. You have no like permanence is so general. Mm-hmm. Even something like the the Esper Fairy that's artifacts or enchantments. Like I know roughly what yes. that deck's gonna look like, but it's it takes more deck building to lead it somewhere. And then the third category is weird little freaks. Uh and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, weird little freaks are cards that there's just a better commander. <laughs> there's just, it gives you, it, it really doesn't help. Um, 
And Lord that, Tresorhorn is, is very close to it. That's like my, yeah, exactly. That's like exactly. my Tobias Andrian deck. Yes. It's a weird little freak where you're just like, we, it's it's not doing anything for <laughs> just, you. You're picking it not. for you're picking it for flavor reasons or because or for the colors or just mm. like you know, you're you're willfully doing something dumb with it. I, um, I, I mentioned I mentioned Tobias yeah. because I built a deck that I called nothing but wholesome magic, and Matthew had the, the pleasure of seeing it for the first time and it is anything but wholesome it is assumed, stats yeah. <laughs> it is in fact it is everything that players hate i mean i run armageddon with cosmic intervention so i blow up everybody else's lands but mine are fine you know uh, again i, I beat him i beat him once with it but that was because he had like he used mana screwed <laughs> and i don't remember I, what i was playing but i i had something fast out and I, he ended up not having having lands and i was just Beating his face in. If you can okay, get under full, him. full transparency. I should have mulliganed, but I didn't. I I think I said I'm going to risk it for the biscuit, and, and then it didn't. <laughs> <work out. laughs> the biscuit eluded you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, that's okay. But that's why we play commander. It looked to be yeah. it looked to be a chocolate chip biscuit, but it ended up having raisins in it. Have you, if, yeah, and if you've never really had common. a chocolate chip biscuit, they're actually really good. Next time you make biscuits, throw some chocolate chips in there. They're great. Wonderful. Just don't put Crater Hoof Behemoth milk in it and you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Makes it a little chunky. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't understand the reference, you need to go listen to the Commander Sphere. There you go. We, uh, we do a very careful balance of uh, talking about the social issues of Commander and how to navigate that and do, talking about utter garbage. Um, what utter. are you talking about? That was, that was a fantastic yeah. episode. It was so fun, yeah. So that that episode is called the milk episode, and we we discuss the possibility, the quality, and the taste of um, the milks of various creatures in in the magic world. All right, so big, including big question, Cratera. Big question then: How is Scoots one? Uh, Scoots worm's a bug, so it's like you can't really milk a bug. We talk mostly about mammals because that's the oh, first okay. question: is can it be milked? And you can't you can't really milk a bug. Oh, okay, good, good. You could like call. juice it, but that's I don't know. Good. I feel like a lot. Of, <laughs> that's a whole different show. Yeah. I feel like I feel like a skeet swarm is getting milked for all it's worth. If we're being honest, so <laughs> I, play, I mean, I play, definitely look, the way you play it. I play a lot of arena, and whenever I go up against any green deck, skeet swarm, and I'm like, gotta have a board wipe right? <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, and it's a. Uh... It's out of hand really quick. It's one of those cards that just shoots a flare up into the sky where um, if you didn't have the attention of the table, you do now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which I don't love including in my decks, actually. I don't I don't like decks that, like, uh, except for Rakdos, where it's just the whole deck is a flare gun. Right. Um, but <laughs> pointed at me, pointed at you. <laughs> yeah, where, where you just know it's a problem. But I really like decks like Feldegriff where you just sort of play permanents that people aren't afraid of. And aren't really worried about until you can combo off or do something hugely terrifying and take over. Right. Because um, I think perception is a really big deal in Commander. Oh, yeah. And we, we we tend to really lean on, there's a lot of really scary permanents that are just like, they're they're going to get you killed more than they're going to give you value. Like, a, I honestly think doubling season is too slow for Commander right now. Yeah. Because so, it's just it's a it's a flare gun and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a premature flare. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what? I what swear, would you I say... swear, I'm never premature, Josh. Mm. It never happens to me. 
So uh, what what would you say are the maybe the top five cards that are those those flare guns, if you will? Um, I mean, there's there's like so many, and it's usually permanent based, but it's stuff that like you just know something bad is happening after it. So mm. I I like I think a classic example is a doubling season. I honestly think smothering tithe is a big one where it's just yeah. like, and a lot of people still play it, and it's still very powerful, Ristic but buddy. like. I Ristic study, I think people don't pay enough attention to, which is weird. Depends on your meta, like as well. You definitely need to get rid of it, but I wonder if Ristic study doesn't attract enough. Oh, a big one's like Consecrated Sphinx. Like if Consecrated yeah, Sphinx okay. hits the table, everyone's yeah. like, kill it with fire or kill its controller. I, I would say Vidalcanori. Vidalcanori is interesting because it's way scarier than. Uh, than it than actually does anything. I love it though. I yeah. love it. I, I mean, it's everybody a, everybody's terrified of it. But if you don't have the mana to cast anything, it's just then a, it's just a four mana tap four lands. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I wonder. There, there's a bunch of them that are that are very scary, but I think that do nothing enchantments where when they enter the battlefield, it's setting you up for a big turn, mm -hmm. and then passing the turn are like, like the those are the the ones that I worry about the most. Like uh, obviously there's really scary permanents like a Nyx Bloom Ancient, but you don't you don't cast a Nyx Bloom Ancient unless you can make 12 mana off of it anyway. So mm. even it, it's not like a cast Nyx Bloom Ancient and pass situation. <laughs> I mean you yeah. should you should never do that. <laughs> I, I mean if you're doing that you need to rethink your strategy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was playing with some guy who did that. He tapped out for an explosion, slammed it, and then when it got removed, he got very upset. And it was like, "You didn't do it right." <laughs> like, yeah. of course, we're not <laughs> just gonna let you untap with four hundred <laughs> mana. Right. I don't know what you want <laughs> to happen. That that sequence had gone bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, you just <laughs> what are you, I, just wait for one more turn or something it was so i had a weird. guy i had a guy in arena right i had a guy in arena i was playing against so this was when i was playing my mono green ashaya deck mm. and nyx bloom ancient was in it terrifying uh circle of dreams druid was in it mm -hmm. and scute mob was in it and i think i had about Swarm. four or scute swarm sorry Skeet yeah swarm. i was yeah. like classic Skeet, Skeet Skeet, mob. no 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 uh, <laughs> eight eight trample you're right yeah <laughs> Uh, Swarm. I think I had about 40 copies of Skeet Swarm with Circle of Dreams Druid, and I played Nyx Bloom Ancient and was mm. about to tap Circle of Dreams Druid for literally just yeah. a, a butt ton of mana. And he mm. was like, nah, I'm out <laughs> and conceded. It's like, hey, you couldn't let me yeah. tap it once. It would have been so satisfying to have yeah. that much mana. I only had one card in hand, but <laughs> it's, um, yeah, that's why you can't scoop it at instant speed, as it uh, right. deprives your opponents of, of doing yeah. the thing, kind doing of. Doing the thing, yeah. That we, reminds me of my Eve deck, though. I have a mono green, like, big mana deck that's a mono green storm. It's really we, fun. We have a role in my play group. You can only scoop at sorcery speed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like... Otherwise, you get into weird tricks where it's like, okay, I'll concede before you gain all the life from the attack, or I'll concede yeah. in response to the activation of this. And it's, I mean, yeah. some, it some just like really, it, yeah, on Arena, obviously, it's something that just happens. There's no yeah. protection yeah. around it. Um, but I think in, in Commander, it's just. It's just appropriate to, yeah. to not use a concession as a 
like political maneuver yeah. in response sadness results yeah i can see <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's uh I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay. So going back to the deck building, so we have mm -hmm. all sorts of resources. Um, thank heavens for the internet. Yeah, <laughs> makes things way easier. Way well, especially easier. for a game that has, you know, over 20,000 cards. I mean, mm -hmm. um, what, what are kind of your go-to resources when building a deck? Um, so I use Moxfield as a deck building site. Um, mostly because my primary tool is Scryfall. Mm -hmm. um, and they have this, the Scryfall uh, search engine is built into the search engine on Moxfield. Usually I'll have them both open anyway, but it's only because I'm extra. Um, so I think, I think one of the bigger things that, that really helped my deck building ability was just learning how to do like learning the the search terms in my in scryfall and figuring out how to be like okay my commander is white black i'm looking for uh sorceries with cmc under three that say search or that say land um and then just seeing what comes up because that's what that's like really where you find some of the weird gems that you that you never really expected to um right. mm. To, Which we, to come we've up. used, we've used, uh, um, not, not Scryfall. Uh, oh my God. I just, we, my brain used, was like that name you just said. Moxfield. Moxfield. Moxfield yeah, yeah. Yeah. My brain was like that name you just said, forget it. We don't. <laughs> it's we don't gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I prefer Moxfield. I used architect for a long time, but my computer just kind of couldn't handle the site. It was a little, yeah, a little I, too bulky. I started out with tapped out and then I've moved over mm -hmm. to Moxfield. Yeah. Tapped out an EDH trick or my my two yeah. EDH trick, you know, for references and yeah. uh, other decks that people have built, and then tapped out as well. I log all my stuff in. So I use EDH trick. I use EDH trick a lot, and I don't use it as much for deck building anymore. I'll do I'll do it like usually after I've built a deck, I'll pull up EDH trick and be like, all right, is there any like very serious tech I missed? <laughs> Where yeah. it's like like did I not find something? Because for me, it's kind of like the hunt is is part of the fun. Right. So mm. going to EDA track and, and typing in the top like 20 cards that come up is not my favorite way to deck build. Um, although it's a great resource for people who aren't as much into the deck building process, but I like going to check and see how many people are running certain cards or mm. how popular yep. certain commanders are, or um, even just like the different kinds of strategies that show up under, under a commander. Uh, I go all the time just to be like, all right, I need an Esper commander. Like, show me what the Esper commander options are. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, so it's a it's a huge resource. I try and use it as a last resort when I'm deck building, just as like a safety net. But right. I have a question. Question mm -hmm. for you. So, sorry, brain connected a few dots here. You mentioned a term that uh, has been now changed. Something else, and I may have had this answered before. Uh, oh, did I say CMC? You said CMC. And so I was wanting to know why it was changed from converted mana cost to mana value. It's uh, cleaner. Just cleaner? Okay. I didn't know yeah. if there was any real purpose behind it or if it was... I think converted or... mana cost makes it sound more complicated than it is. And okay. mana value may, is simpler. Like, I think it would be a good thing for me to switch my language to, to mana value, but... That <laughs> hasn't happened <laughs> Look, yet. I know, right? So... You, you, get, you get stuck in your old ways. Yeah. 
No, well, I, I, um, it makes the transition makes sense. I think I think it's easier for new players to see those words okay. and understand what they mean. And I think just from a graphic design standpoint, you know, yeah. for R and D, being able right. to take out a huge word like converted, mm. that that just leaves more space on the card for something else. That could be a keyword ability. Yeah. That could be. It's right, a little weird that they didn't just go with mana cost, um, but I wonder. I there there must be a reason. My my guess is because I I had thought about this as well. I wonder if that also includes any spells that have X in the casting cost, yeah. right. because that value can fluctuate depending on what you're doing. Yeah, right. I don't know. I know that's why converted was in it to to be like it's the just the reduced version, I guess. But yeah. I did I did make a joke uh, a while back where, where I forget what card it was, but it had like very lengthy amount of text, and I was like, man, these cards are starting to look like Yu Gi Oh cards mm. with all the text <laughs> on. Which Yu Gi Oh job- cards? Well, yeah. they cram stuff in those oh text God. boxes. It's like massive artwork, tiny little text box. Which you know, I'm pro the massive artwork, but yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's I mean, really that's nice like demonic. Demonic consultation is one of those. Um, going through all my bulk, I was like, I don't, this too much reading. And then I realized what it does. And I'm like, oh, just kidding. Let's put that in the binder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what that does. Uh, win. Wow, that's a lot of words. Yes. Too bad I'm not going to read them. <laughs> cue, yeah. the, cue the contra music. Or, uh, no, not contra. Oh, my God. I'm du- Duke Nukem. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, it's really hard to think of words. <laughs> words. Words. words are hard. There's a lot of them. So you, so go, going back to deck building, using things like Scryfall, mm-hmm. is there any sort of mentality of, you know, I want, I want a deck to do a certain thing, or is it just, let's kind of see what pops up? It's... So I definitely go too wide when I start building a deck, especially if I'm building around a commander. I, mm. I'll put in like all the cards that could be neat. And then you start with, you know, 140 cards in your deck list. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that cut down is... Oh, yeah. So I usually I usually do that yeah. uh, is, is part of the process. Um, but I... Whoa. Um, usually if I pick a commander, I pick it because there's something neat I can do and I really want to focus on that. Or there's like one strange interaction that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like I built I built Octavia because... So I built Orvar and Orvar's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's extremely powerful and it's impossible to go like to not go infinite with him. He's just... Well, I, I, he's, I know. I, I watched those two episodes. Yeah. And I ate your deck. That was the third <laughs> and fourth time I ever played that deck. Uh, it was like... It was right after Orvar came out. Like, I picked mm. up the copy and then went to the game, you know? Um, and I was like... Huh! Um, <laughs> and it had some, like, really... It had some kind of janky spells in it that I really thought was awesome for Orvar. I, I had, like, Leap and stuff that targeted creatures and cantripped. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is just, this is just a combo deck. Like, and, and pretending that Orvar is anything other than this combo deck is not truthful to Orvar or to my opponents even yeah. to be like, this is an Orvar value deck. You're like, it's a combo deck. It wants to combo. And unless I'm removing all of the cost reducers and all of the buyback spells and like it, 
it's just going to be a combo deck. Yeah. So I built Octavia to sort of take a lot of the spells I really loved from Orvar and turn them into, uh, you know, a, a different deck that actually had the energy of like a casual deck that uses cantrips for a fun thing. And um, it, it really made more sense for that like neat tech. And then mm -hmm. I and then I took Orvar and ramped Orvar all the way up and it got a force of will and a force of negation and like a lot more tutors, a lot more counter spells. Yeah. And I just like just made the deck what it wanted to be. But it took me playing Orvar to really know what it was capable of and yeah. know like that the deck this is what the deck is. And it's just you you it's really hard to to take the take the competitive out of Orvar, which is what I was originally trying to do. Yeah. So I think sometimes a deck just tells you what, what kind of deck it's going to be. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like uh, the Ruin Diver from Zendikar. Jory. Jory. And Jory. Ruin yeah. Uh, my friend plays it. He's like, I swear, it's not a storm deck. It's not even that it powerful. Is. And it is. Every, every single time he plays it, he storms off. And he's like, I don't know how this happened. How do you not know it, how it happened? It's your deck. Part of deck building is really listening to the deck, um, mm -hmm. like and a growing with the deck. I think getting the initial 99 is like obviously a big part of deck building, but figuring out the deck from there, I think is is like and growing and changing with the deck, reacting to how the deck plays is one of my favorite parts about oh, yeah, being definitely. being a deck builder. And being like, okay, we thought this would be cool, but it turns out it's expensive or like <laughs> it backfired <laughs> or it was just wait. It was insane where you're yeah. like, like I built dragon's approach and I had a, the, I had the ripple enchantment in it, the, or not enchantment artifact, oh, uh, um, thr thrumming stone, thrumming stone. I put thrumming stone in it and I was like, okay, I've now won with thrumming stone three times. And I think we can figure something else <laughs> out. Um, so you just figure out, you know, what do you do and do don't want to do with the deck, but that requires listening to it. So right. like if you're playing Jorian and you have stormed off multiple times with it and you don't want it to be a storm deck, it's possible you're playing the wrong commander. It's possible that like the 99 isn't quite right. If you don't want it to be a storm deck, you have to do work to sort of cut the storm out of it. Or right. if it's just going to be a storm deck, let it be a storm deck. It's okay to like storm decks. Yeah. I love storm it, decks. Oh, I, don't get me wrong. I love storm decks too. I yeah. don't like playing against storm decks. Oh, that's fair. Especially when I'm playing like one of my lower tier decks, like Lathless. Sure. And yeah. he's just like two extra turns in, and I'm just sitting there. Just yeah. It's it's a lot of like I I think learning how to be, um, honest. Like about like your get decks. It, yeah, but like <laughs> honest about your decks, but. It, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you lied about the power level of your decks. Like, I don't think people try to lie. I think people don't listen to their deck. Yeah. And they no, want, I mean like, they want Orvar to be a fun, casual deck because they like playing it and they're a fun person. But, like, it's like Orvar's not. It's just, it just isn't suitable. Like, I played it on, I played it on stream with the rules committee once because I was like, it's my new deck. Da -da 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 -da. All right, I make 15 mold drifters. Like, <laughs> like, that's not, that's not the appropriate place for that. And I didn't know that right. until I played him, you know, a few mm. times. And, right. and then you learn. So I think we need to be forgiving with our opponents on that kind of stuff. But we, you also need to pay attention when your deck is kicking the shit out of the table <laughs> on, then on, maybe it's stronger than you want it to be 
yeah. on the offhand uh, about decks that you know you think would be powerful but ended up not being. Mm. So the best the best way that I can explain this is uh, I have a Nahiri deck. I have a uh, in sure, in light Nahiri. No, uh, just guy, enlightened master. Oh, uh, Narset. But Narset. No, sorry, not not Nahiri. Sorry. I was like just guy Nahiri. What no, that'd be awesome. What? Wizards. Future. Like Nahiri. When did Nahiri get blue? Like I said, words are hard. Don't get look. I can't even remember my own name half the time. Let alone. Yeah, you have a Narset enlightened master. Narset. It's it's not an infinite turns deck. It's not an infinite. It is a Voltron deck. And mm-hmm. it's not even a powerful one. It's more it's more full of enchantments than anything. And so if Narset gets blink removed, they all fall off and it's just that's it. There we go. It's really hard every, to blink every, or remove Narset. I know, I know, I know. It's <laughs> you know, it is it does have hex proof, but I'm just yeah. saying. No, I know. It that's like yeah, it's a tough thing to yeah. to be like, I know it's Narset, but this is what I'm doing with Narset. Right. But this is how I've built the deck, and every single time I try to play it, I can't because people get rid of it with uh like uh someone someone was a uh, less recent experience i had was someone was playing aminatu mm-hmm. and uh was flickering something that got back board wipes and sacrifice stuff because you can't get rid yeah. of sacrifice and he was just constantly making people sacrifice and so i ended up casting narset for 16 mana at one point wow because i ha- I, literally had, I literally <laughs> had nothing else to do with the game sure. because people kept like making me it's discard Voltron, my hand yeah. And they were like, you're just going to go off and you're going to go. In. It's not. An inf- there's one there is one infinite turn or one uh, extra turn spell in the deck and it's parting the water veil. So here's we did an episode about this and it's a hard thing to to stomach. But I the in the episode, we said nobody cares and nobody believes you. Like if if you're playing if you're playing Urza and you're like, don't worry, it's Thopter tribal. It's right. Urza. And and <laughs> and nobody nobody cares that it's Urza. It she's gonna attract the level of attention that Ur- Narset gets because Narset has a reputation. So right. it's, it's called easier. PTSD of Narset. Yeah, well, and it's scary, and it, but... regardless of, of whether like she deserves that amount of attention or not, you're like, I'm just gonna it's just auras. I'm just trying to do auras. They're gonna look at her and be like or it's not like I can't see your deck. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's in there. So, what I would say is adjust the commander to what the power level really is of the deck. Like Bill's <laughs> infinite turn Narset. I will make it. <laughs> I mean, no. I'm saying like if you want to play a Jeskai Voltron deck, build a Jeskai Voltron commander that people are like, okay, that's a, like what's his name? The Jeskai monk that gets double strike. Um, he's colors white, red, blue. She's on Scryfall, right? Yeah, no, I'm on, 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 on Scryfall. He's typing away. Uh, is it Tiger? Um, no, it's not. Tiger. No, he's blue. He's primarily blue. Where the hell is he? She said a naughty word, Josh. Sorry. She said a naughty oh word. <laughs> this is, this is I mean, Ru- oh, wait, Ruhan no, would be Ruhan would be a good Voltron in general. Ruhan is awesome. Which um, I, think, I, I think, love I love Ruhan. If I remember correctly, Wedge is... made a Ruhan deck at one point. He did. Yeah. The one 
not coming up when I because I searched. I just did top commanders. I mean, you could do Pramican. Uh, Pramican's fun. Pramican's hard, hard to we, put auras on. <laughs> we already we already have a Pramican in our play group. Otherwise, I would. Where? I mean, it, I, it, it doesn't matter. But I, 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 I mean, say, it's not that important, like, guys. <laughs> there's a really cool Jeskai Voltron commander that I keep looking at, and I, I can't, I can't remember his name. And everybody's gonna be listening to this, just screaming his name. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Type monk. Chu Yun, the Silent Tempest. Okay. Um, okay. So he's yes. got prowess. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you can give him double strike. Um, oh, okay. But like, because it's hard to talk people out of their own preconceptions of the deck just because you say it is. Right. Um, especially when you're playing in untrusted pods. I did the same thing. I built a Drevi Merfolk Tribal deck because I wanted Bant and I wanted, it had tap on tap synergies because mm -hmm. like a lot of the Lorwyn, um, the Lorwyn Merfolk react when they're tapped. So I was using right. Drevi to tap my own creatures to get stuff. But it's Drevi. But it's Drevi. Yeah. Some people always. Yeah, Drevi's in the command zone and they're like, you're never going to know. We're going to kill you. <laughs> and it's like, my first turn is Merfolk. My second turn is Merfolk. My third turn is Merfolk. And they're like, no. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> believe you. And it's it's one of those situations that, like, if you're in a closed pod, absolutely. You can be like, you played against this Narset deck. You know what this Narset deck is. But otherwise, no one cares and nobody right. believes no you. Cares. They have, like, they have no reason to believe you. Yeah, I think that's why the rule zero conversation is so important. Um, at least for me, I don't, because people will ask, you know, what what's your power level? What is it a seven? And I, I don't, I don't like using the number rating system. It's not too. Problem. I would rather say, you know what, this this is what I'm This is what I want to accomplish. This is how I'm going to do it, without divulging any of the secrets i mean unless you know me well enough to know that if there's green in there probably triumph of the hordes is going to be in the deck i'm mm. an infect player always have been always will be sure your new tattoo just oh the i, I have a phyrexian symbol on yeah. the on the inside of my nice hoodie, hoodies make it hard to show anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's for uh, the jank think tank after dark. Instagram. But I, I, I'm very particular in that. I want to be able to say, okay, this this is the overall theme of the deck. I may mm -hmm. have this. I may not. You sure. Know, so I I I, I look at commanders almost like a game of poker whether mm -hmm. i'm playing against my friends or an untrusted pod um before the show i was telling matthew about a game that i had played where the kid was just talking trash didn't really understand how my xerus deck worked mm -hmm. it's a wheelie fun deck i make yeah. a lot wheelie, of snakes and he what and it was funny because he was saying, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, but then complained that he didn't have enough time, and I'm like, okay, Triumph of the Horde, you're all dead. Uh, and yeah, end the game. And, you know, he sat there and just kind of shuffled his cards. He was like, do I have anything? Do I have anything? And I'm like, dude, you're tapped out. Game over. Sorry. It's fine. Um, 
but I, you lose some, you lose some, you lose yeah. some, you win some, you lose some again. You will lose, you will lose a lot. <laughs> you lose more. Rule zero is such a key component. Yeah, and I, I think deck building, keeping that the rule zero in the forefront of your mind of okay, how am I going to explain this without showing all the dirty secrets? I so something that we talk about a lot on the podcast is I don't think there should be secrets in untrusted pods. If they have a question about what your deck does, I think you should answer it. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that people want to be like, Oh, there's a cool thing that like is a fun surprise, but I don't want to be surprised by strangers ever. Like, I don't want a stranger to sneak up behind me and be like, ah! yeah, because <laughs> it's enough. like, like Fair that's enough. a stranger. <laughs> like, I don't, that's not, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. So I, I think that the surprises should be saved for saved for trusted pods. And if somebody's like, right. like, oh, you run infect, what do you what do you run? There should be an answer for that. Just yeah. because people are like, like they they've been hurt before. We've all played it at uh, LGSs where you just get in a pod where you're like, we did not talk this all the way out, and I just got like, I have no interaction to handle your Mike and Trey combo or something yeah. like that. Um, so I think. Rule zero is really hard and it's a really hard thing to get right, especially in untrusted pods. Um, and, but I think the more that you say, the better the game will go. And like, even, even if you're like, okay, I, I do run infect or I do, I do run crater hoof. Um, even if you crater hoof, it still is like, ah, shoot. You know, it's, it's not like, it's not the big surprise that, um, that you need it to be. So yeah. that that's that's my theory on on surprises, especially in un, untrusted pods. Like I I've got cool decks that I'm like, like Feldegrift relies a lot on Mystique and being like it's a Feldegrift deck. Don't worry about me. Mm. But but like Don't in rule zero, in if I'm in rule zero, I will say it is a combo deck with group hug elements. And it's like I'm not gonna lie to you about this deck. It's not a group hug deck. It is trying to win. And it does have control bits that are going to interrupt your what you're doing, because yeah. that's what that's what the deck does. And I don't want right. people to run to run their like bad precon against it because it's it's not a bad precon deck, and it's not there to be cute. It's there to it's there to win the game. So have, have you ever you know changed decks mid rule zero when someone's like, hey, I'm just starting out. All, All the time precon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you if you're like, I think I'm gonna play Subira or something like that. There's the deck I want to play, and then somebody's like, okay, well the only deck I have is like Abzan Enchantments. I'm like, okay, so we need to I need to switch oh, to yeah. a more powerful deck, or I need to like, yeah. like there's a Carador Enchantments deck that's like very serious, and, and they're like, okay, if that's all you have. My mono red deck is not going to have enough interaction to not just get flat steamrolled right. by this deck. Um, so you, you can either go up or if they say you have a precon, then you're like, great. I brought, you know, my, I, my murder mystery deck then, and I'll switch to that. Ooh. Jojo's bizarre adventure. Murder mystery. Uh, no, it's, it's more, um, it's, it's more like, uh, what is her name? Eloise is the commander. So it's, uh, it's, oh, it's the, all the very like, yeah, she's she's in. There's a murder mystery dinner, and she's investigating the cryptozoologist. Or yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's no, the no, blue black. It's the blue black one. Okay. Um, I have so, the world's greatest detective, which is cryptozoologist, <laughs> where you're always just investigating. Yeah. Cryptozoologist is nuts. Uh, Lonus is love nuts. this. Yes, yeah. love. It. 
but it's 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 like in all aspects of life honesty is the best policy turn zero yeah. in the game i mean it's just like turn rule zero, zero in the game rule zero i said turn like, zero or in the game or in the game yeah i honesty is what's going to get you to the best game and like in in commander to get a high quality game you you need balance you need interaction and you need like you know um as as well as you can do because like mm. the best commander game is where everybody almost wins right. right and then someone does so you really want things to be as balanced as possible so withholding information in rule zero doesn't get you there no it it like it just gets you to like okay if you have a secret and I have a secret and now we're in this game and my secret is that I run it's magnifying glass tribal and your secret is that you run tooth and nail like now now whoa, what has happened the whole game's yeah. ruined <laughs> so I don't know I I think sharing is is as much as you can especially with strangers is is helpful. But I'm yeah. also not a, like, I don't list your deck list. Who cares? Just say like, right. hey, my goal is to get a bunch of snakes on the board. And I'm going to hit you with a big overrun. Yep. And that's how I'm going to win. It's going to be a lot of card draw, a lot of snakes, and a lot of fun. That's how I like to do Yeah. That's also, how I tell it. Also, you should know that's what's happening. <laughs> or Perforos. It's like a lot of snakes. Oh, and my God. Fast. I like Zyrus <laughs> simply because I can run Howling Mine, um, I just added Kami of the Crescent Moon to it, and That's I'm run, running to Fairy's Puzzle Box. Sure. So you draw a bunch of cards, put them, and, and the thing that I like about the Puzzle Box is the fact that you're putting all the cards on the bottom of your library and drawing that much more. Mm. So in, in my my perspective, it's I'm not exiling your cards like I'm about to do with my Circu Demir deck. Um, because I, I want to build a super exile deck and it's not going to be a nice one by any means possible because yeah. it's Circu. Uh, if I if I exile someone's soul ring, sorry, you guys aren't playing soul ring. It's gone. Darn. So, so what so, would happen if I played an omen engine? Omen engine is you don't draw, you just exile the top what, what, and you can cast just that one. Yeah. How, how would that make you feel, Josh? Um, well, you know... <laughs> You're in green. You've got removal. You've got you're removal. You're seeing a lot of cards. It might take you a while to get there, but you know. You know, I I think what you need to do is build it, build that deck, and then we'll have Rachel on. We'll play a game, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. It's so I mean, my, my my commander is uh, consecrated sphinx. <laughs> it's a real zero Wait. commander. That's okay with you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I I built a. Uh, Edgar Charm Groom and Olivia Crimson Bride is my rule zero deck mm. because I I just thought with the flavor of the set, Edgar and Olivia getting married, why not? Mm. Why not? It's also and, isn't Edgar Mardu? So you just if somebody's like, no, I'd rather not. So Edgar is actually Edgar. Just Orzov. Orzov. Oh, I was and thinking Edgar, he was red black on the back. And then Olivia is Rakdos. Yeah, so and it gives so you the aspiration. two of them combined gives me Mardu. So and honestly, it's probably less powerful than OG Edgar. So um, you know, <laughs> yeah, and and I played against a buddy of mine who runs the the original Edgar Markov, and mm -hmm. and it held its own um, for a little bit, and then I lost. But that's okay because the deck did what I wanted it to do. Yeah, oh, it good. happens. 
But You'll get them next time. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I do run Phyreses in the deck, so... Sweet. In fact, it's in fact for life. Look, if it has any <laughs> colors that Infect has gotten its hands on, he has it in there. It's in the deck. He, he could run mono white and have like two cars of Infect in there. Yeah, there's like, a, actually, there's a actually, equipment. Funny you mentioned that. I run in Popper a mono white Infect deck. Yeah. Sweet. In Popper. It's phenomenal. That's really fun because there's like the artifacts that have Infect, right? The one mana one ones with Infect? Uh, Priest of Norn is a one for that too. Yeah. Norn. So, yeah, I run Priest of Norn and Icar Climbier as my creatures. And then yeah, they That's it runs, it, it does more of the mono white heroic. Um, mm -hmm. Just pile on the enchantments and, and mm -hmm. swing for the win. So, sweet. It, it's fun. All right, big question. Yeah, hit me. Most obscure commander that you want to build around? Uh, it's so funny. I was, this is what I'm working on right now. So, I'm still trying to figure out finish out my like all of my colors you're, you're also like, doing the uh the budget monocolor ones well nice. they're not so oh my gosh i love those i'm not actually building those in paper um those are more of a deck building exercise and just a list that i can have online um but i i need to finish up the black one i started that uh the one that i'm looking at right now is as mira holy avenger She's a two, uh, four mana Selesnya legend for two green and a white from Mirage. She's flying. And at the end of each turn, put a plus one counter on Esmira for each creature put into your graveyard from pl play this turn. Uh, so she's, it's, it's green, white counters, but um, it's sort of this, it's like a green, white aristocrats build Interesting. Um, that I've been, that I've been tooling with. There's a lot of cards Actually, they're over here. I've just had in a stack that I want to get in a deck and don't really know where they go yet. And I'm curious if that deck is Esmira. Uh, mainly, mm -hmm. I bought two foil old border flag bearers <laughs> 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 that I would like to get in a deck. So um, that's that's been that's been my latest project is like a weird there's there they are they're so pretty this one's not Ooh. that one we'll we'll go Save. full screen some people oh. come on come on anyway they're real dumb and i love them so much <laughs> they're just real dumb I, you know what i'm a sucker for the old foils i mean yeah i've got like a whole bunch of these that i've been sitting on like this is benevolent bodyguard and i have a foil hunting grounds that's way too much money and has I never been in a deck guys. Love it's absurd. Hunting. So I've Bene been, Benevolent that's the deck I've been trying to build. Is a, is a huge uh, popper staple now. It's great. Um, I have, I have it used a, to be my uh, Winota deck. I have a Misty Rainforest, an old, an old form of Misty Rainforest that is foil. And it has not found its way into a home yet, uh, but I have it. It's double sleeved in a deck yeah. box. So that way it stays safe. <laughs> So, yeah, this hunting grounds has been like I keep trying to build decks for it, and I have, I have a lot of trouble with both Selesnya and Orzov. I've mm -hmm. tried to build Abzan before, and it just wants to combo so bad that I'm like, I don't want it. But one of the first <laughs> so this this kind of go calls back to what you were talking about the uh, uh, the little freaks deck. My <laughs> yeah. the very first deck I ever built was Teneb the Harvester. Sure. Yeah. And it, it was not a good commander for that deck. The way I built it, it was it was 
you know, graveyard recursion. Mm-hmm. I love love Abzan. Absolutely love the Abzan. Ads, ads, words. <laughs> words. <laughs> words. Abzan. Uh, but then I found Carador. Mm-hmm. Carador was a better version. So I took Teneb out, put him in the 99, put Carador in. And Carador is nuts. It was it was a deck. It was a deck. Uh, it's no it's no longer a deck. But the first deck I ever built was Tenet the Harvester. But yeah, Carador is great, and that yeah. gets around Commander tags. It gets you know it's. But that's that's the deck that I have um, hunting grounds in. Oh yeah, had, it's had hunting grounds in. And Carador is the hunting grounds deck. I think it's like mm-hmm. so. It's so perfect, and mm-hmm. I've just I've just had one for so long, and I'm like I, I almost built the mutate one. The, oh, the yeah. No. Or the, no, the, the, the sorry, the the, the Abzan bug. one. It's like a goat. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, oh my goodness. The reanimate like with power six or less or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, the uh, the Nethroy Apex. Nethroy, Apex? yes, Nethroy. yeah. Mm-hmm. But Nethroy is also like typically a combo deck, it's and it's just a tough. Mutate's an interesting mechanic to build around. Be- because of the fact that even though a lot of the commanders are one-dimensional, if you mm. will, because you can mutate, you can really take it in 40 different ways. Yeah, mutate's a... Especially Netherite, I think, because you just don't need as much mutate effects. I think you just sort of treat Netherite as like a mass reanimate effect in the command zone. Mm. And... Um, and because of that, it, you're, the rest of the deck is just like, okay, I'll dump as much of my deck into the graveyard as possible and reanimate my three combo pieces, and that's the game. Um, so I, I found when I started putting Netherite together, I was just like, I, w- I felt like I was fighting too many infinite combos that I didn't want to include. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that I don't like including infinite combos. I like there are some infinite combos that I love, but um, for some reason the Abzan ones just sort of feel done like we like I, we've just yeah well, we've just seen them or they really rely on on similar payoffs like the altar of the brood or something like that mm. where it's just like I've, I've died this way before and uh i'll die this way again and i'm not sure if i want to pilot it um so i like infinite combos that are more like oh i've never that has never happened to me before yeah <laughs> i've never been given infinite combo uh, uh hippos and then <laughs> and then killed infinite with a dingus staff like it's just i i i prefer combos that are like that people remember rather than like all right i reanimate yeah Rick i got, Skelly and, I got brain, and win <laughs> i got brain geyser the other day uh where they made me draw my entire my entire library plus one mm-hmm. uh, compliments to you um because my my buddy had infinite blue mana. Yep. And he was playing Garth. And I'm just like, cool. I'm going to regret telling you this, but I'm like, this is how you win. Mm. And he goes, oh, no, it won't work. And I'm like, trust me. Brain <laughs> Geyser, target me, draw my entire library plus one. Yep. And he goes, oh, like, decked. <laughs> KO. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that was one of those losses where I'm like, I I took it more as a win because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, this is yeah, what you I gotta do. Line. 
<laughs> so, so the card that I was killed thinking, me. The card I was thinking of was Catherine Aspect Warper. You mentioned Abzan. Oh sure, was, yeah. Oh, Catherine's Catherine's nuts. Catherine plays yeah. like and, keywords in the in the graveyard. I have yeah. that as my precon on call. Yeah. Uh, for second thing, to play precon game. Uh, second thing is that the only infinite combo that I have is in Sharoom the Hegemon. Sure. Uh, and it's uh, Time Sieve and Thopter Assembly. Yep. So that's the, that's the only one I have, and I very vividly remember the very first time I ever played it. The guy I was playing with, uh, I was like, "I've won, I've won, I've got infinite turns." And he goes, "You haven't won yet. Play it out." <laughs> and I, the only thing I had was a two-two, yeah, and, for, okay. and I kept drawing lands. And so I hit him. He was at like thirty-eight life, and so I just kept hitting him for two every turn. That's the thing about infinite turns. Nope. Favorite uh, my my favorite infinite combo that I ever watched was. My, what is his name? Uh, my boyfriend has a very intense tattoo of a deck that was running omniscience at the time. And the what's the what's the the guy that when he, you give your opponents an extra turn? Oh, um, Eon Frolicker. Oh, okay. uh, that, so when yeah. it enters the battlefield, target opponent takes an extra turn, and you gain protection from them. <laughs> <laughs> and. He, that's, that's but it's a cast trigger. You can't just flicker it. You have to mm -hmm. cast it. So he had a way to bounce and recast Eon Frolicker infinite times, made all of his opponents take infinite extra turns. That's, that's <laughs> so funny. waited. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. So See, like, it, infinite combos can be incredible. I just He's don't, like, I just don't love the two, the two, yeah. the ones that I've seen before. He's like, look, even though I may not win, you guys will lose your patience before then. So here yeah. you go. <laughs> you guys play a three-way, and I'll just wait until the last one dies. Right. <laughs> that's like the that's the ultimate Teferi's protection right yeah. there. <laughs> so so to sum this all up, you know, we've got a new set, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Mm-hmm. What what have been some of the, your your hidden gems from this set that you've seen? Because I mean, mine lately has been Invoke the Despair. I like to combo that with Turgrid, God of Fright. That'll do. Um, it has been so much fun to use in Arena. Oh yeah, mine, I haven't mine, I haven't cast it yet. It's cool. Mine Ooh, it's my my favorite card that I've only had to work once is uh, Mecha Court or uh, Mecha Titan Core. Yeah. I, I, I want to play it so bad because every single time I'm like, Megazord, go! Yeah. <laughs> I got I, uh, hit with one of those playing draft, and I was like, oh my God, yeah, this thing is busted. Not... <laughs> I, <know>. I actually <laughs> won that game, which was a miracle. <laughs> I was I was on the verge of winning the game when I played that, and then the dude next turn was like, pacify. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I was very hurt, like almost physically hurt from yeah. that. But. That's a tough thing. It's it's hard to make happen in, in limited. But would you have um, any cards that I like from from this set? I'm so my favorite legend from the set. That's not true. There's two. There's two legends that I absolutely love. Uh, the one I put in the most decks is Reality Chip. Immediately went into two decks. Yep. Um, probably should be in more. That card is insane and so fun to play. Um, it's a jellyfish. It's so it, it's uh, it's so fun. I love it. Um, I'm also obsessed with Tameshi, but I know that if I built Tameshi, it would be a nightmare, and it, I'd love it, and everybody else would hate it. And so I I sort of have 
kept a respectful distance from Tameshi. Um, although he might go in my my germ tribal deck. Mm. Yeah. Ugh, the art on Tameshi is incredible. The design is, mm. and everybody, I was talking Very to somebody big. the other day. They're like, I don't know. Tameshi's too nerfed. <laughs> like, what? You are incorrect. <laughs> incorrect, sir. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> you are not a correct. I, I mean, uh, that card I is like incredibly should. powerful. <laughs> you, you should build it. I mean, you, you said that you wanted to build an Azorius deck. I mean, ju- there you go. Yeah. I, well, I have an Azorius deck, I have a Temet deck. Um, ah. but I, I don't have an Orza, uh, the Esper deck, excuse me. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Place yeah. So Tameshi is, fun. I think Tameshi is awesome. And I, I definitely like, will put a deck list together for it someday and we'll see, we'll see if I can resist the temptation. Do a really um, zero deck and have the, um, the Piper from Commander Legends. <laughs> it allows you to add whatever color you want. Oh, God. Prismatic Piper. Yeah, yeah. Like, add the Prismatic add, Piper. Now it's my Esper This deck. is an Esper deck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if, if the Temet deck goes the distance. What's, that's my germ. That's my living weapon tribal deck. For, so. for an Esper deck that I think you would probably enjoy, it's um, Yen, Yenit, I think the name Yenit's is. Yenit's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The one where you play only odd CMC or odd mana yeah. value cards. You do a lot of top deck manipulation. I've played against mm-hmm. some sweet Yenit decks. I am. Um, I'm hoping for Streets of New Capenna to to hit me I'm, with like I'm a cool for that as well. with a cool Esper commander. So I I've looked at a bunch that I really like, but um, yeah. I'm just lands, excited the for lands, that the land art coming from New Capenna. Oh my god, I'm snapping oh. them up for my. I have a Queen Marchesa oh deck that uh, is getting getting those lands for sure. Super I'm just excited. excited that it's taking the whole Godfather feel. I mean, we're gonna have the five families. It's. I'm... So when they released when they released New Capenna, I turned I talked to Dan about it and we were like Dan's my co-host on the podcast right. and we were like okay this is either going to be so cool and crazy and fun or it's going to be a complete cheese fest which is just as good. <laughs> we're like there's only two ways this goes and incredibly or terribly and I'm on board for both. <laughs> all I all I know is that so. if I don't see a card referencing the Great Gatsby, I'm going to be very upset. Oh, I'm sure they'll do like a green <laughs> don't, don't lantern worry. artifact I, that taps things. I, yeah. We'll, you know we'll see something. I will make sure. I I will design and I, Matthew, I will send you one. And Rachel, I will happily send you one. Yeah. I will send you one with Leo holding the glass. There's there gonna you be, go. It's going to be like a, be like a kind offering, like you and target opponent draw a card or something, and it's just Leo holding the I, cup. There's going to be some sweet political commanders. There's going to be like who I, I don't think anyone can unseat Lord Tressorhorn as my Grixis commander, but like there's a shot in this deck, in this set. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of other the other Kamigawa card that I think nobody's talking about that I really love is the three it's the three mana um touch the spirit realm. It's either it either removes a creature or an artifact or it blanks one of your own mm-hmm. it channels to blank one of your own things. There's so much value and utility on that card and it's a permanent that you can recur. Mm-hmm. So it, like if you're playing white, you can pitch it, blink your sun titan. And then bring it back to the battlefield. <laughs> like, yeah, and the fact that it's an uncommon. It's, I mean, it's it's it's. I there's a lot of uncommons in this set that I really love, especially the channel ones. So touch the spirit realm when it's my Feldegrift deck because it's a three mana spell that you can cast for two mana, which means it's getting around Karuga a little bit. Um, and I really like the turtle 
the uncommon blastoise well that one's great but the Blast uncommon Toys? turtles uh, the sky turtle colossal sky turtle uh, okay yeah napa yeah, cannon here went into my i play i play legacy affinity so i, I have four cap cannoneers but um the colossal sky turtle is the one i was mm. thinking of I, um, a, I pulled one of them in draft I didn't this is it, one of but... um so this is going into my Sidisi deck because mm, like that's a good one. being a regrowth or a bounce spell or just a six five flying is like it's a it's a threat, it's mm. <laughs> removal and it's recursion. I which, also have a Sidisi deck, so that's a good that's a good call out. I mean Yeah. I um I was really pleased with the with the Colossal Sky Turtle. I think there's there's some really great uncommons in this set. There's some really great rares that people are hyped about too, but um Colossal Sky Turtle and uh, Touch of Spirit Realm are, are two of my favorites. All right, my cool. my favorite's been You Are Already Dead. Yeah, cards and nuts. I mean, it's the so fact good. that it, it works so well with Pestilence. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. In some decks, this card is insane. Mm -hmm. It cantrips. Why does it cantrip? <laughs> It's so good. Honestly, I, I really have come to believe that Gavin is really pushing for more cards for Popper. It it does seem I like there is some attention to, to Popper being paid. And I mean, not in terms of, of nerfing, in terms of gas. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely a lot of gas. And... Yeah, poor Popper has been banning furiously. <laughs> right, right, oh, right. Okay, so I, I understood ATOG when they banned that. I felt sad over Bonder's ornament, and then when they just got rid of Disciple of the Vault, I'm like, "Well, there goes that deck." Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, I, that just shows how it. powerful it was. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll still, I'll still play it. You know, kitchen table stuff, but yeah. The one yeah, card that they banned that I've I've only really been hurt from was Paradox Engine. Oh sure, the but commander. A, yeah, but yeah. there's a reason. I can understand why. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I can understand why. Yeah. I mean, they banned Gristlebrand. I mean, huh. oh, what were they? Thinking. I, Why I, would they ever <laughs> ban Grizzlebrand? He's not even that good of a card. I mean, he's like not even a good commander. You know, right? Oh, right. I, I, there's people I, that, I, that are like, okay, just do banned as a commander and have Grizzlebrand be brand being banned as a commander. It's like he's worse in the '99. What are you talking? About? I know. I, I would love to see Prophet of Crufix be unbanned. I think we're at a point now where it's easily removed. No. Yeah. No. I don't think we should unban that card. No. Yeah, I, I, because it, it goes in every single Simic deck forever. It mm -hmm. completely dominates the table's time. It is way too powerful for what it is. Fair, okay. I that was just wishful thinking. That. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and, and, I like it, I'm more on the side of Seaborn Muse should be banned. <laughs> I I would agree. Yeah. Uh, like I don't is... I I do not like the game patterns that Seaborn Muse can uh, creates. I am mm -hmm. not advocating for a ban of Seaborn Muse, just so everybody knows. But like, if I was going to choose opinion. unban Prophet of Crufix or ban Seaborn Muse, yeah. I would choose ban Seaborn Muse. Yeah, it's it's just even though you say you know there are several ways it can be removed now, you have to remember there's also several different ways it can be recurred now. Yeah, there's several so ways to remove Grizzlebrand. That doesn't mean that Grizzlebrand yeah. should be un unbanned. Yeah, and um, and with Seaborn Muse, there's so many ways to. Essentially, not Seaborn Muse, with Property of Crufix, there's so many ways to get Property of Crufix, essentially, just with multiple cards. Yeah, they're also yeah, always just... untapped, so it's like, oh, you, I counterspell, oh, I have protection, heroic yeah. intervention, and I kill you on my upkeep. 
the flash in a, a scoot swarm it, it's simic is already yeah, so cool. powerful yeah. that i it's like it's a it's an uphill battle to unban green guards yeah in, in my opinion like I, there's a lot of arguments for sylvan primordial which first of all have you ever played against sylvan primordial gross <laughs> Uh, um, not not yet, but yeah. I I will totally take your word on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's um, but and giving more tools to uh, the the color that's already completely dominant in the format, I think right. is, is yeah. not necessary. Makes makes total sense. Awesome. It's well, Rachel, cool cards get banned. <laughs> I know. Dang it, Lutri. Damn, people love Toll Breacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so I'm waiting for opposition agent. Um, it's a little different, but it's but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm waiting, but you know. yeah, we can all get what we want. So yeah, you know, you can't always get what you want, <laughs> but if you try, sometimes uh, you just might find. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> You get what you need. All right, now that I've got a song stuck in my head <laughs> for the rest of the day. Thanks, Josh. You're welcome. And of course, Rachel, thank you so much for coming yes. on the show. This Thanks for has having been me. It has been an amazing time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks, truly. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. So happy and to do for, it. For everyone watching, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure to check out uh, Rachel's podcast, The Commander's Fear. Um, mm -hmm. And you're on YouTube now. We're on YouTube. Yeah, That's please. Um, if you if you listen to the podcast or if you haven't listened to the podcast because we're not on YouTube, uh, just go go to YouTube. Give us a, a subscribe. We're trying to get to a thousand so we can uh, get some ads up on there. And we're getting closer right. every day. So we appreciate the, the help on that. Yeah, definitely check it out. And then check out any of the episodes that Rachel's been on, whether it's on Game Nights, I Hate Your Deck. You know, watch, watch the episode where she won with a Boreal stack, and then afterwards watch the episode. <laughs> watch Matthew me get absolutely creamed with a green deck. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. That Toski deck was so much fun. Let's go nuts. Um, so Toski, love Toski. Good, good times indeed. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this has been an absolute blast. Again, Thanks. thank you so much for coming on, and Matthew. So it's fun to hang out with you. Oh, yeah. Always, always. We haven't done Apparently an episode I'm in a while. I'm 14 and my voice is dropping. Oh, no. Not COVID. That's what happens when you talk for a while. <laughs> true. Oh, man. Very true. And uh, for everyone watching, make sure to check out Undercover Kids for all of your podcast needs, including Matthew. What other show are you on? Uh, what other show am I on? That's a good question. Uh, TDC, The Definitive Crusade. Yeah. I so uh, yeah, I haven't been on there in a couple episodes due to life, but uh, definitely go check it out. It's still an amazing time. Johnny does an amazing job with the show and everyone else. Just awesome people. Don't don't worry. We'll have a we'll have a Jeopardy for you coming up. So yes, maybe I'll win this time. DC Comics Jeopardy. It's it's fun. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Slightly scary sometimes, but you know that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, if you love Marvel, we've got No Price Podcast and Outside the Panels where Johnny the Machine Hughes talks to all of the indie creators. So check it out and then check out ComicCrusaders.com. Uh, and for that, I'm going to hand it back over to Matthew. All right. But I think that's going to call it for an episode. I think that's about time we wrap it up. So once again, Rachel, thank you. You're an amazing person. I'm very <laughs> glad we could have you here. But guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this is Nightlight95 tapping out.
catch you next time.